Welcome to the Provocative Perspectives videocast and podcast from Maven. We present insights from leading B2B service providers that challenge how executive decision makers should think about issues that are important and urgent to them. Our guests are consultants, fractional executives, and others who offer expertise as a service from the top 20% of the profession. Following Maven's proprietary provocative perspectives framework, they tell a compelling story that moves the needle for their clients. And here's our host, the co-founder and CEO of Maven, Jay Kingley. I'm Jay Kingley, co-founder and CEO of Centricity. Welcome to our show, where our guests share their provocative perspective on what their target market is missing out on. I am happy to welcome to the show, Sabrina Greenwood-Briggs, CEO of Sabrina Luisa Consulting. Sabrina helps CEOs of small businesses with their human resources, compliance, and strategic needs. Sabrina is based in Concord, New Hampshire. Welcome to the show, Sabrina. Hi, Jay. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. One of the things that you hear ad nauseum in all the business press, in all the networking events you go to, in the chitter chatter among business executives, is this thing that we call quiet quitting. And it's such a great term because we're not talking about people resigning en masse and looking for another jobs. No, they are quite content to get a paycheck from you, they are just going to do the minimum necessary to keep job. Now, back in the day, without giving away my age, uh, when I was young and first entering the workforce, we had a different term for it. We used to call it RIP, and that was not short for rest in peace. It meant retired in place. These were the folks who never went above and beyond. In fact, they didn't even do average. They understood the least they could get away with. And of course, the problem when you were in management would be what I call the race to the bottom. I looked at one of these folks and they were doing not very much, but yet they're continuing to get their paycheck. Why wouldn't I go down to that level? Because it works for them, it works for me. So this is not a new problem, despite the new term. It's been around probably since the dawn of employment, but nevertheless, it's an issue business owners and executives have to address. Sabrina, you are someone whose entire career has been focused on HR. You've tackled the tough issues, this among them. So let me get your views. What is going on with this concept of quiet quitting? Sure, Jay. So like you said, it's been around forever. It's not something new. It's not something that people haven't been dealing with for a long time. But I think that today there may be some different drivers behind it. There's some potential that people are looking for more out of their executives. They're looking for more out of their CEOs in order to be willing to give more. They want to know that their values align with their company's values. They want to feel like they belong in that sense and that they're helping their company move in a direction that matters to them as much as getting their paycheck 
doing a good job. And when those are out of alignment, people are less motivated to put extra effort in, to go the extra mile, to help out their colleagues or their boss shine in any situation. They just, like you said, they just want to do the minimum, collect their paycheck and go home. And sometimes they put their values into action outside of the workplace. What's the right way for a business leader, a business owner to think about this problem? I mean, I'm not hearing anybody say, oh, this is an easy one. Just do this and magic happens. So what's the right way to be thinking about it to address the root causes behind quiet quitting? So I think one of the biggest things that the company can do from the top executives through all of management is to be vocal about what the company stands for. It's no longer enough to put words up on a wall to say, this is what our values are. They have to actually act in accordance with those values, but also communicate them, communicate them to their staff and be willing to follow up on it. Put their money with, you know, where their mouth is on that. Put their money behind programs, behind policies, you know, whether it's paying people to take days off to do volunteer work in the community or maybe adding paid time off for people for a variety of reasons, whether mental health, you know, I know some companies don't offer any bereavement leave and that was especially highlighted in COVID, right? You don't care about me. You don't care about what's going on in my life. Why should I care about helping you increase your bottom line? But that kind of communication, whether it's in an email or company meetings and on the website, have the CEO speak about it out in public, but really make it known and then follow through with acting in accordance. Listening to you, I'm getting the sense this is not an issue per se about pay and benefits. You know, traditionally, that was the thing that everyone looked at. Oh, what am I getting paid? Is it fair? Could I jump ship and get more money somewhere else? How do I think about playing that salary ladder game? But most of the things that you're talking about seem to go above and beyond just your compensation. Give us a little bit more thoughts on the mix from an employee's perspective of what it is that they're looking for. There will always be people, of course, who will jump for a salary increase, no matter how insignificant. That's internal, right? That's driven in a different manner. But there are other people who that's less important to them than feeling like they're doing good in the world. Their contributions that they're putting into the company are recognized that they're not doing something that goes against what they really believe deep, deep down matters in the world. Um, you know, like the, the owner of Patagonia, he made a choice with his company to really put his money where his mouth was in taking care of the planet. And from all stories out there, the people who work for him are thrilled Right. You know, they he he lived his values and they follow along behind him. And that can often mean 
a lot more to people than, you know, a little extra vacation time or a higher salary, you know, and again, it, it goes down to the basics. If if you're not paying market wages, people will jump ship. But if you're in even in the middle market wise where you're at, people are going to look for other reasons to want to be involved in your company. So what do you recommend as a game plan that a CEO or business leader should follow to address this issue of quiet quitting? So I think one of the the best things that someone can do is get to understand what matters to their staff, whether it's done in an open forum, it's done in an anonymous way. There are things like salary or surveys that can be done. There are different companies that will help you with that. If you have an internal HR person, that person can create something for you if you're not looking for anonymity. Um, And since you're not digging into necessarily like relationships and, and you're looking more broadly at corporate values, You know, I actually recommend a collaborative effort, a public effort, you know, have it be something where people can collaborate together. They can talk about it. They can brainstorm and feed off each other, because not only does that start that process of having the employees feel like they get a say in it, but they get to label it and they get to help frame what the company stands for and how that goes out into the world. So the question that comes next, obviously, is, is the gain worth the pain of change? Um, We always hate change. We always hate doing something different. But we sometimes need to do that in order to get where we want to go. So talk a little bit about uh, the business benefits that you would expect to see from a company that adopts your perspective on how to address this issue? I think one of the first benefits that comes is a a higher sense of satisfaction inside your employees personally. They feel, again, like they were included. They feel like they're in alignment. They don't hate coming to work every day because they don't feel like they're doing something that violates their personal belief. And they feel like more of part of a team because people are striving in the same general directions. Um, Another benefit can be just literal changing quiet quitting where people start going above and beyond rather than doing the bare minimum. And where doing the bare minimum actually becomes a negative to their coworkers, right? It's the opposite of the race to the bottom, right? You're not having people going, well, that person's getting away with it, so I'm gonna get away with it. You're having people go, hey, I like working here. I get something out of working here, so I'm putting this effort in. You need to step up. You need to come meet the rest of your your coworkers at the level we're at. And if people don't, they will end up loud quitting. They'll walk out the door because they're the person who is not in alignment anymore with everyone around them. Um, And I've seen that happen at companies where you set a baseline expectation of something and the people who don't meet it, they walk out the door fast because they don't like feeling like they're not part of the inclusive circle. I'm going to write down loud quitting. I like that. Great, great term. I don't know where I saw it, but yeah, it's a good term. So a lot of what you're talking about strikes me as the benefits you get from creating a powerful culture that can drive the organization forward. But let me uh, just shift a little bit. Uh, It always takes leadership 
It always takes somebody to stand up and say, this is the kind of culture that uh, I want to see. This is what we're going to do to get that culture. That takes some courage, some bravery uh, to do that. So talk about the benefits to that decision maker at an emotional level from making this change. I think one of the most effective or even obvious emotional benefits is that the decision maker, the person investing in it, feels like they have made a difference, right? They can see the change in the people around them. Usually they'll get feedback on it. And let's be honest, positive feedback, compliments, it feeds all of us to know that we've done things, that we're saying things that make people around us feel better and and more positive. Um, And it can also relieve a lot of leaders of stress or worry. They don't have to think about, you know, having retention issues or the cost of replacing people. They don't have to worry about, you know, potentially up-leveling everybody in a department salary because they suddenly have to, you know, replace a whole bunch of people at a new base wage or annual salary. There's a lot of pieces that, that I think can go into just that relief of stress and, again, feeding our own feelings of that we've done something good for the people around us. And that comes from them feeling good about what we've given them. I think it's something that uh, just about every company out there needs to do to engage their workforce, give a sense of belonging, give a sense of ownership, make the biggest impact you can have in your marketplace with your customers. So that leads us on to the next question, which is about how do I implement this? What are the key steps that I need to take to make this happen? Back to one of my other comments, you have to actually define the values. You have to make them concrete. Pick the ones that that really resonate with where you want to go as a company, how you want your staff to feel, what you want them to emulate. If you already have those, great. You're, you're one step ahead of the game. Make sure they're defined. Make sure that everybody's um, in agreement with them, that people understand understand what they really mean, communicate them, your staff meetings, have them on the website, have them be part of, you know, even every meeting a salesperson has with an outside contact, make sure that everybody is part of that communication and then hold your staff accountable for upholding them. If people act out of accordance with those values, talk to them, have meetings, find out why, understand what's going on, where there's a disconnect. And often I think you'll find it's because they don't truly believe them and you can try to solve for that. And then finally, really look through your company policies. Make sure that you are offering the types of benefits, the types of policies, the types of of company experiences that align with what you are stating your values to be so that it's not a case of bait and switch where you bring people in with all of this great external messaging and then they come in house and nothing internal really matches with it. That's Those are probably the top three steps to head out on that path. There's a lot of things that a CEO, business executive, 
needs to do in order to have a fabulously successful business. But one thing that is almost table stakes is you have got to have an engaged workforce giving it their all to have any prayer of coming out on top relative to your competition. While we all understand the pain of loud quitting, we also have to prevent quiet quitting. And Sabrina, I think you've articulated it and you have given us a nice roadmap forward. So we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back, we're gonna learn a bit about Sabrina. Consultants and other providers of expertise as a service lose too many sleepless nights worrying about where their future clients and revenues are going to come from. You've been told over and over that if you want more clients, you have to do more marketing, more networking, more LinkedIn outreach, more email blasts, and even hiring appointment setters to do more cold calling. What if instead you could get more clients by doing less marketing? Maven works with its clients to generate all the referrals they need to not only be fully booked, but to have a pipeline that takes the worry away on where their future business is coming from. Maven, the referralability edge, do it with you advisory service takes you from random acts of marketing to powering your business with referrals and even all the way to becoming remarkably referable where you go from doing the work to a highly compensated CXO whisperer. So email j.kingley at referabilitymaven.com to schedule an introductory call to learn more. Welcome back. We're talking to Sabrina Greenwood-Briggs of Sabrina Louisa Consulting. Let's find out a bit more about you. So talk to us about the pain points that you solve for the clients that you work for. I work with uh, business owners and executives to help make sure they're compliant first and foremost with their local and federal laws. And then I, I take it one step further. We look at what they are currently doing in their company and then what could they do better or how could they maybe change what they're doing for their staff, what they offer, what their policies are um, that maybe works in more alignment with their company, with their values. And I try to come at it from a creative basis. I have some finance background, so I understand the bottom line. And it's not always about spending more dollars. It's about often spending those dollars more wisely and finding options that come from your own staff. HR is a critical issue. It's probably one of the areas in, the, in a, any company where you have the most leverage in terms of the impact that your people can make. So when you work with someone from the outside in such a sensitive area, you're not looking to hire mediocre. You want the best. So Sabrina, what do you think makes you great at what you do? Part of what makes me great at my job is that I am both analytical and empathetic. I can understand where, honestly, the CEO and the staff member is coming from. I can dig into what motivates both and see about meeting everybody at the middle as much as possible. Obviously compromise is a thing, but I also have a real deep passion for making work better for everybody, making it more inclusive, making it more productive and frankly, a more enjoyable experience. Um, and I think probably the other thing is my efficiency. I, I love making things as efficient as possible so that there's more time to spend on the stuff that matters and less time that has to be spent on 
you know, repetitive tasks or the say answering the same question from one of your employees over and over again. I encourage all of our listeners to go to LinkedIn, check out Suprema's background. You'll see not only your education, but our extensive experience in HR. But Sabrina, I have a slightly different question for you. What is it that's happened in your life that would most explain why you do what you do today? I think it's probably just a story that has happened to a lot of people. I was passed over for pay increases. I was passed over for promotions, even when my workload increased as people left the organization. And I worked alongside people who honestly were probably quiet quitting, (laughs) didn't really think about it that way before. And when you work in a place that's demoralizing and that doesn't line up with your values, you don't want to show up every day and put in your hundred percent. But when I found a company that valued me, when I found leaders that wanted to invest in me and and who cared about what the staff wanted, it was a wonderful place to be. And I don't think there's a reason that all companies can't operate that way. They just have to put that effort in. Sabrina, this topic of quiet quitting is front and center for most executives in companies. I am sure that People have a lot more questions, want to continue that conversation with you. So what is the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you? Sure. The easiest way is probably by email, which is sabrina at sabrinaluisa.com. They could also check out my website, which is sabrinaluisa.com, or connect with me on LinkedIn at Sabrina Luisa. I will put all of Sabrina's contact information into the show notes and as an insert into the video. Make it easy for everybody to reach out to you. You have been fabulous. This is such a critical issue. And I was very impressed with the clarity of your thinking and how you led us through not only what the issue is, but how do you deal with quiet quitting an effective manner? Now, I know that um, I've got competitors, other people that do B2B shows, and they're not quiet quitting. So I have got to stay on my And that means I need the best guests. I get to tick that box today. Thank you for that. But I've got to go one better than what my competitors would do. And while they would be thrilled, Sabrina, to have you and have you share their insights with them, I'm saying good, not great. Let's talk about how we get you to great. And on behalf of my audience, I am not afraid to say, Sweeten the pot. Let's throw a gift on the table. Let's say thank you to all the great people that are listening in. What, Sabrina, can you do for our audience? Sure. So anyone going out to my website can get a short consultation with me to check in. But how about I do double? I'll give them an hour long consultation for free. Um, and the, the easiest way to do that is just to send me an email. Again, that's Sabrina at SabrinaLuisa.com and tell me that you heard me on the Best Kept Secret Show to get on my calendar and take advantage of that 60-minute free consultation. Folks, I do not have to tell you how critical this issue is. I know this is probably in your top three things that keep you up at night. I can tell you that I've had an opportunity prior to 
uh, doing the show to get to know Sabrina. You definitely want to take her up on this kind and generous offer. So shoot your emails over to you. Sabrina, thank you so much for being such a wonderful guest and for your generous gift to my audience. Let's continue to crush it out there. Until next time.